With continued improvements in trends, Ontario will remove the mandatory masking requirement for most settings on March 21st, with the exception of select settings such as public transit, healthcare settings, long-term care homes, and high-risk congregate care settings. Removing the mask mandate does not mean the risk is gone. COVID-19 transmission is still occurring across the province and masks can help protect you and others from becoming infected with COVID-19. Wait, what? Doesn't mean the risk is gone? Why are we doing this? That was the resounding question yesterday from a lot of health experts. Why now? Why uh, one day after kids return you know, from the March break? Why the day that school starts again? Why wouldn't you just hit the pause button and wait a couple of weeks to find out where we're at? Yesterday, after the province's chief medical officer of health announced the masking mandates would lift in most settings on March 21st, city council voted Wednesday, that's yesterday, to end Toronto's bylaw requiring masking in public places on March 21st, keeping with the province. Despite the fact that the uh, top doc in Toronto is saying, hey, wait, too soon. Maybe we want to hit the pause button. Dr. Abdu Shikari, it's, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. You're an infectious disease consultant with the University Health Network and friend of the show. It's nice to have you back. I immediately thought of you because I saw you were very active on Twitter yesterday um, about the mask mandate being lifted on the 21st. Yeah, it's no uh, secret that uh, I share the apprehension and alarm, frankly, with many of my colleagues regarding Uh, what I view as a very hasty set of measures that are being uh, enacted right now with respect to not just dropping the mask mandate, but frankly, a whole bunch of different measures uh, in terms of getting rid of cohorting, symptom screening, uh, all kinds of other uh, measures that have really uh, been put in place to try and maintain uh, not only uh, some reduction in transmission, but but just as importantly, a sense of awareness that this Mm -hmm. pandemic is not over. And my fear is that the message being now delivered is that the pandemic is in effect over that March break and uh, spring, which is not even really here yet, heralds the end of this. And that's concerning because I think it's not just going to lead people to not wear masks in higher risk settings. It's going to lead them to behave not necessarily the most responsibly and maybe even to stop thinking about the importance of vaccines and the importance of all the other measures that need to uh, keep this pandemic in check because this this is a bit of a behavioral science game that we're Mm -hmm. playing. And it sends a very mixed message to the public, I think, when we say that you still need to mask in public transit settings but not in schools. I mean, to me, that doesn't really compute with any degree of scientific uh, understanding. If you've got crowding uh, of people who may be of varying levels of immunity, uh, there should be the same rules in place to try and prevent transmission. And make no mistake, kids are most certainly at risk. Kids under the age of five have yet to be vaccinated at all. I've heard from many friends of mine who've had kids who've been sick from daycare, Uh, Kids between the ages of 5 to 11, only 30% in Ontario have received two doses. I can tell you from many of my own medical colleagues, entire families have been sick and kids are getting sick due to that. Uh, I've had a a friend of mine uh, whose kid was in class, 17 out of the 24 kids in the class were recently infected uh, because there were no masks being worn regularly in, in music class. 
Um, and you know, Sorry, did you say 17 of 17, the 24 kids, 17 out of 24 kids, Wow, that's a lot. The, essentially almost the entire class. And, you know, while I agree with Dr. Moore and many others who say, look, there, there, there are options for early treatment. Uh, we're certainly seeing less mortality overall right now and fewer hospitalizations. You know, that has to be countered with the reality that, you know, getting COVID is not a benign situation. Uh, long COVID is still very much a risk for everyone, including young patients, particularly those who are not vaccinated with more than two doses. And, you know, my email trail is full of young people who are suffering badly, you know, a year, a year and a half later, some several months after having COVID, who look like they may never recovered, even though hey, they let's, didn't can end I, up in Can the I ICU. touch on that, if we could, for a second, Dr. Sherkawi? Uh, mm. I want to touch on, like, what are they suffering from? Because I think it's important that we punctuate these stories with a, you know, just a little bit of insight on on what could face you if you do get long COVID. I think it's a good warning. Yeah, I think, you know, the most common thing is ex- extreme fatigue. So if you, you imagine getting mono, for example, or having a terrible flu and being knocked on, on your backside for a few days, just imagine feeling like that for months on end and really never feeling like you have the energy to do much in the That's morning. That's got to do something to your mental health. Absolutely. You know, and that's the flip side. You know, we keep talking about how different levels of restrictions and the impositions we're putting on people uh, interfere with with your mental health. You know, I would counter with the fact that, you know, if you're struggling with with a disease that has really markedly impaired you uh, in terms of your your ability to function, that's going to really make it hard for you to feel good from a mental health standpoint. And, and I'd like to add, there's a lot of research now that's evolving to show that there's neurocognitive impairments uh, in terms of people's memory, their ability to concentrate uh, is being impaired. People have this sense of brain fog, if you will. That's not something that I think anyone wants to look forward to, even if they're young. So I I, I think it's it's important to know we're not seeing as many people in ICUs and and hospitalized with severe illness, but this is a flip side, which is not receiving the attention it deserves. And -hmm. it can be minimized if we reduce transmission overall and if we get more people vaccinated. And we can wait to do that. We can wait for spring weather to arrive to allow people to, to congregate safely outdoors. We can wait for better metrics, not just in terms of hospitalization, because this is the misleading point. The misleading point is, look, there's nobody in hospital anymore. The problem is it takes several weeks of transmission to accumulate within a community before you start seeing the spillover effect into hospitals. And if you let the rains go too soon, you're basically inviting that to recur. Now, let's look at timelines. Omicron just sort of really died down around the end of January when I had just gotten off my last stint on the COVID ward. So we're now about a month removed from that. And now we're opening up and saying, you can probably go back to however you feel and giving people the option to do all kinds of things. Well, I can tell you wastewater signal, which is pretty reliable, that's plateaued since the middle of February. So we're now going on three weeks where it has not declined and is now slowly inching up. BA2, which is the new subvariant of Omicron, is rising steadily and is now overwhelmingly the variant that we're seeing. It's just as transmissible, potentially more immune evasive. So likely that people who are unvaccinated are going to do just as bad or worse from BA2. Um, I don't see how this is just going to work itself out. 
There's no question in my mind if the measures go as is and the mentality of people is that things are behind us, we will see a significant spike in transmission by early to mid-April. And that's yeah. going to be a com- combination of March break with people feeling good about things and really letting their guard down and those other issues that I talked about. That Dr. Sharkawi, I want to interrupt for a second because I want to get to the, so your worst case scenario, if that happens, will we be masking again? Well, the question should be why why are we why are we considering letting it go so soon? Now, and I understand that there is a fatigue and there is a yearning to go back to some semblance of normal. But we have to remember the pandemic won't last forever, so masking also won't last forever. But mm-hmm. you know, waves take more than a few weeks to shape. They take months to shape. Every wave in this pandemic has taken a few months to take shape. So why are we being so hasty to let go of things when this wave has just recently died down? Why don't mm-hmm. we exercise just a little bit of patience and say, let's get more vaccine coverage into our vulnerable populations, into younger people. Let's try and keep a few checks and balances in place. But right now, it feels like it's spring break early and Mardi Gras, and we're simply, you know, opening the floodgates and saying, okay, hey, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras might be a bit of a uh, an exaggeration because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we're there yet. But let me just ask you this, because I only have 30 seconds left with you, uh, doctor. If you were, you know, you've, you've a captive audience right now. Some people are pounding their steering wheel saying, shut up. Don't know. I don't want to go backwards. This is about not going backwards again, right? This is about not Absolutely. seeing the numbers spike. What is your advice to people moving forward, even though the mass mandate is uh, being lifted? What's your advice? Be safe. Protect yourself. You don't need legislation to tell you what common sense means. It's a respiratory virus that spreads easily. Stay as much as you can outdoors. Get fully vaccinated. Three doses if you can. Don't take chances. We'll all pay for it. So let's not tempt fate. You can do All right. This. Dr. Sharkawi, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. It's a pleasure. Stay safe.